Hey, everybody. Welcome to my year-end episode of the Beached White Male Podcast. My name is Ken Kemp. right i've asked kenny g to just put us in the right frame of mind for this final day of the year 2022 and i'm going to ask you today to just indulge me a little bit because i think it's a good thing to remember and i'm going to invite you to do kind of what i did today i sat down and just reviewed all the things that happened to me in the year 2022, particularly things that were related to this crazy project that I've given myself in my retirement, the Beach White Mail podcast. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk to you a little bit about the, the podcast stats and those political events of the year, which this podcast has given me the opportunity to, to review with some very knowledgeable people, most of whom are way smarter than me. We're going to review some of those memorable interviews that I had in 2022, and then those regular conversations I have with three of my favorite people on planet Earth. And then I'm going to share with you some of the books that I read this year. Just give you an idea of the authors and the books that have informed my thinking and energized my mornings as I sit there over my morning coffee and read a book. I also want to tell you about some of my favorite movies of the year. And then I want to invite you to think about joining me in my next Table Talk, which will start on January the 16th. I'm going to tell you what it is and how to register. I'd love to have you join me. All right, then. Just just kind of sit back and relax. I hope you're driving a car or you're out on your walk or you're just listening to me in the background as you're busy doing something else. But uh, I'm going to hit you with a lot of factoids today. So fasten your seatbelt. You know, since I started this podcast, there have been 40,000 downloads. Now, that doesn't make me one of the biggest podcasts around, that's for sure. But when I think about that, it just kind of blows my mind that uh, my voice has gotten into your life, and it's just a privilege and an honor for me to know that you've tuned in to my thoughts and to my friends. In the year 2020, we've had 18,960 episodes. I just finished my 240th episode for the podcast, and just now, this year, finishing season three with 78 episodes. 
there have been an average of about 1,500 times per month that someone downloads my podcast. You know, one of the convic- you know, one of the convictions that got me going on a podcast and becoming a podcaster was the recognition that I really am interested in politics. I've got opinions. I have a political point of view. And this podcast has enabled me to unpack some of those thoughts and share some of those thoughts in a in a safe place and interact with people not all of whom totally agree with me, but we've had some lively conversations and I've learned so much. This year we had some really big political events. The war in Ukraine, which has shown us Vladimir Putin for who he really is. We've seen the implosion of the 45th president as, we, as we've come to the end of the year. <laughs> There's so much working against him, including people in his own party now. Uh, this morning, I just was reviewing those tax returns that have been released after four years of legal battle to fulfill a promise that the former president made early in his candidacy and throughout his career. He told us we'd see those returns, and now... After long legal battles, uh, we finally have. And that January 6th committee, heroes that have emerged from that. You know, a lot of people have been told not to watch the committee hearings. I haven't listened to those folks. I think every American should be tuned in to what this committee has found in relation to that terrible event on January 6th when our Capitol was assaulted and every attempt was made to subvert a legal and fair election. Heroes like Jamie Raskin, Benny Thompson, Liz Cheney, Adam Kinzinger, and our own congressman from out here in California, Pete Aguilar. And then how about those November elections and the Republican Party now in complete disarray after the chaos of a four-year presidential term that now, thankfully, is in the history books. I like to say I'm the guy who left his whiteness on the beach and started a podcast, a place where people can share their stories of awakenings, influencers, thought leaders, authors, writers, speakers. I was blessed to find an amazing collection of people who were willing to give me time and allow me to interview them on amazing topics. Recently, I talked to my friend Brad Onishi, about the new book that is about to be released, Preparing for War, about Christian nationalism. And then I always loved to talk to Professor Theon Hill, Dr. Theon Hill from Wheaton College. And we managed to have a great conversation about the murder of Emmett Till and the impact of that on on the church and on the nation and on the whole civil rights movement. Susie Lind and Kevin Dixon of Journey Church in Nashville, Tennessee, have become great friends, and I've had some great interviews. Susie, an Iranian, talked about the political climate and the protests that are going on in that nation just now, and Kevin has shared with me about his conviction that the church needs to stand up against racism and embrace people who have big questions about their faith right there in Nashville, Tennessee. They brought in teaching pastor Mike Erie in that place. 
I got to talk to David Swanson in his book, Rediscipling the White Church. He's a white guy pastoring a church on the south side of Chicago, a highly diverse church, and he is convinced that we need to move from cheap diversity to true solidarity. And then I got to meet a guy who's really kind of a peer, Brian Rush McDonald, a graduate of Bob Jones University, went on to be a missionary, get graduate degrees, and he's been through quite a process of deconstruction. He's become a therapist, and he wrote a memoir about losing his religion. But I quickly learned that while he's lost his religion, he hasn't lost his faith. And then Martin Wittick from the UK, he found my podcast and wanted to talk about his book, which focuses on the misuse of eschatology among evangelicals all over the world, especially in America and in Europe and the UK throughout history. It also turns out that this historian was tapped to comment on the passing of Queen Elizabeth. We had a great conversation about the monarchy and about the impact of her passing on his home country. Nate Manderson, former pastor and now writer and author for Salon Magazine, has written some powerful commentary on Christian nationalism and its impact on this country. David Gushy, the Christian ethicist, changed his mind and wrote about it and has had a powerful impact on evangelicals across America who just can't buy the fact that the evangelical church needs to somehow lock the LGBTQ community out of their doors. Mark Chase is a pastor that I got to know at the Center for Racial Reconciliation, and you can imagine my enthusiasm when he accepted a role as associate rector of All Saints Episcopal Church there in Pasadena, this historic affirming church where he now has a powerful ministry. Lisa Sharon Harper wrote a book called Fortune and How Race Broke Her Family and the World and How to Repair It. She's emerged as a leading voice in the issues of race in America. And then Diana Butler Bass, who's been a friend to so many of us, a friend to Rachel Held Evans before she died, and many other friends. She wrote a book called Freeing Jesus. Her thesis is that Jesus has been held captive by the evangelical church, and he needs to be freed to be who he is. Scott Young was a professor of cinema at UCLA and Fuller Seminary and Biola University. We talk about how to watch movies and how to interpret and how to understand what we see. Jasmine Schuper started an organization called Greenline Housing Foundation. She's been raising money to offset the inequities of wealth inequality in America. And then Julie Kratz found us. She's a corporate consultant who does diversity training, and we had a great conversation over that topic. But I'd have to say that my favorite project of the summer is something I call the Truth Quest series. I got to interview 17 of the 39 people who traveled with me on the Civil Rights Tour of the South this last June. We went from New Orleans all the way to Birmingham, visiting all those locations where civil rights made advances and took some serious hits. It was a powerful experience for Carolyn and me, and I loved doing that six-part series that was released 
in August. The Truth Quest series. Uh, but I can't leave this section on reminiscences over episodes of 2022 without mentioning three of my favorite people in the entire universe. I've done 94 beach talks with my good friend, Betsy Newenhouse, and how we enjoy every week going over the headlines. And then I've done 18 episodes with Ken Fong, my good friend who is fellow podcaster, former pastor, Asian America, the Ken Fong podcast. We call it the two Kens. And we always have a great time focusing on uh, one particular issue or another. And then I've got to mention Osahan Obajue, who's going to be my partner in that upcoming table talk. We call our eight episodes Cabana Talks. I've learned so much from these three great friends, and I appreciate each one of them so very much. Before we get to books and movies, I hope that this has just been a series of reminders of the episodes that you heard this year. But if not, scroll through my episode series list and find the one that interests you. Or you can go to my website and use the search field to call up the episode that you'd like to hear. At my website, thebeachedwhitemail.com. If you've been listening, you know that I love to read in the morning. It's been my habit now for, oh gosh, about 10 years. So I get up and the first thing I do is, at least for an hour, I sit down and read a book. And consequently, I've collected quite a few books that I've read in the year 2022. And I want to share them with you because they help me and you understand how my thinking has been shaped as I've hung out with these authors early in the morning over my morning coffee. First part of the year, I read a wonderful novel by Amor Tolls, A Gentleman in Moscow. It's about the history of Russia. And then our pastor at Fellowship Monrovia wrote a book called How We Love Matters. Albert Tate's book is a call to practice relentless racial reconciliation. Powerful book. I did read Jamie Raskin's book, Unthinkable, Trauma, Truth, and the Trials of American Democracy, where he really tells his own story that brought him to Congress and then to the January 6th committee. Andrew Henry wrote a disturbing but powerful book called All the White Friends I Could Not Keep. Hard pills to swallow, he calls it, and it's about an African-American trying to survive in historically all-white evangelical institutions. Any white person who wants to know what it's like to be on the other side of the conversation needs to read this book. Brian McLaren has been a powerful influence in my life, and his latest book is called Do I Stay Christian? He calls it a guide for doubters, the disappointed, and the disillusioned. It is all of that and more. Osahan recommended a book by a pastor called Postcards from Babylon, and Brian Zond believes that the evangelical church is being held in exile, just as Israel was held in exile by Babylon. We've all been asking the question, how did this evangelicalism that we once loved and we once committed our lives to become the captive of radical, conservative, Republican politics? 
and engaged in little more than culture wars. Postcards from Babylon. And then another wonderful coming-of-age novel called The Brothers K by David James Duncan. Maggie Haberman, the Pulitzer Prize-winning journalist, wrote her book this year called Confidence Man and answered a big question that many of us have. It's the making of Donald Trump and the breaking of America. I stumbled across a very interesting historical exploration of the first two centuries of the Jesus movement. It's called After Jesus, Before Christianity. The authors are Brandon Scott and Aaron Verncombe. It addressed a question that I've had for a long time. Christianity became the religion of the state in the fourth century, but it started in the first. What was it really like for those first three centuries before there was a creed, before there was a Bible? Dr. Bessel van der Kolk wrote a book on trauma. It's called The Body Keeps Score, Brain, Mind, and Body in the Healing of Trauma. Boy, there's plenty of trauma going around today in my life, too. This book gave me a lot of help. Adam Hochschild wrote a book called American Midnight, and it's a book about the First World War, that great war. It was a violent piece. And that first war is what he calls democracy's forgotten crisis. We think a lot of the tension and polarization today is something new. It isn't. And then one I'd like to talk about, in fact, I've even thought about doing a whole episode on this. I just finished John Meacham's book, And There Was Light. It's a biography of Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln and the American Struggle. I love this book. And what was one of the really interesting things to me was to get a sense of Abraham Lincoln's spiritual journey and the books that he read. He had a crisis of faith early in his life, and he found two authors that helped him understand a great deal, Thomas Paine and Ralph Waldo Emerson. Curious, those are books that I read years ago, and they had a powerful impact on me, too, when I was in the middle of a crisis of faith. But then Meacham talks a lot about Harriet Beecher Stowe and Uncle Tom's Cabin. It prompted me to get back to read that book, and I'm reading it right now as we speak. I'm about two-thirds of the way through it, and it is so rich and powerful. I understand the controversy, but I had to understand the book. Uh, One more thing before we get to those movies. I haven't shared with you the many free samples that I download on my Kindle app to read, oh, 20 or 30 pages of books that are interesting to me, but I decide I'm not going to devote my whole week or two to reading the entire thing. But these are the books that have impacted my life this year. Now you know, I love to read books. But you know, I also love to watch movies. And I've just got seven of them that I want to mention today. And I'm not going to get into a whole lot of detail about each. But let me just name seven of my favorite movies from the year. Of Tammy Faye. The story of Tammy Faye Baker. Number two, Belfast. The story of that conflict between Protestants and Catholics. 
in that city that endured so much turmoil. Number three, The Summer of Soul. It's a documentary on the great concert that was held in 1969 in Harlem, the same summer as a concert that got way more publicity, Woodstock. The Summer of Soul featured Stevie Wonder, Mahalia Jackson, The Fifth Dimension, The Staples Singers, Gladys Knight and the Pips, Mavis Staples, and others. It's a wonderful, wonderful film. And then number four was King Richard, the story of Venus and Serena Williams' father. And then a delightful little independent film called Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris. I love that one. And then two biographical films that come from producers who are peers to me. I love these films. One is Armageddon Time. And finally, Steven Spielberg's beautiful film, The Fablemans, his life story. I think it's going to get a lot of awards. Well, there it is, 2022. What a year for the beached white male. And I haven't even mentioned a whole lot of my personal life. Those kids and grandkids that meant so much to me this year. That family reunion out in Colorado last summer when all 95 of us in the Kemp clan, we call it Kempville, joined together for a fantastic reunion. And then in Florida to be with our Florida kids and grandkids. But I appreciate you too. My beached white male audience, so grateful for you. Grateful that I found guys like Martin Wittick and Brian Rush and then Julie Kratz. And I don't hear as often from you as I would like. So if you would drop me a line and let me know what you think. I would welcome that so much. Ken K at thebeachedwhitemail.com. But I did hear from recently from Daniel Contreras. Thank you, Daniel. Here's what he said. I just heard the latest episode with Brad Onishi. Wow. I had assumed that he had appeared on your show as a guest before. I'm a great fan of Straight White American Jesus, the podcast, and it's so good to hear some crossover, here's my favorite part, between my two favorite hosts. Thank you, Daniel. And if you're still with me and you're listening, I'd like to hear from you too. And don't forget, Table Talks are coming up January 16. We have until the first week in January to register. I'm going to have a link in my show notes on how you can learn more about those five Tuesday nights when we're going to focus on Nicole Hannah-Jones and the 1619 Project. It's a powerful conversation, and we'll enjoy getting to know you, and you'll enjoy getting to know the folks who join us for that virtual class we call table talks registration is 20 bucks well worth it come join us well that's a wrap for my year-end review if you listen to the whole thing i'm really proud of you but i have to tell you it was good for me good for me to remember all those great connections all those beautiful books and films and things that shaped my life especially the opportunity to stand in front of this microphone and share my thoughts with you. Thanks for being there. And I just want to take this opportunity to wish you a very happy and blessed 2023. 
Happy New Year. So until next year, stay strong, keep healthy, and stay curious. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.